Hey, it's Desi, Christo, and Alec. Before we continue with this episode, I just want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Anchor. If you haven't heard of them, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Do you think you need a full thousand dollars setup just to make a podcast? No way. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Best of all, Anchor is 100% free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening, and now let's get back to the rest of the episode. Hello, and welcome back to Storytime with Desi. I am so glad to be back. First off, I just want to say thank you to all those listeners who have waited these past two months for our return. Now, before we continue on with the episode and before I continue reading the chapter, I just want to give a huge shout out to Astro Wu and Core 3, who are part of my podcast crew as they have helped me out so much making this chapter and they were the reason that could make this episode possible now i will give a disclaimer to those who have already listened to the trailer i will be repeating the section that i read in the trailer mostly for context and just for people who decided to skip the trailer and wanted to just get to the chapter already. Without further ado, let's get on to it with chap- chapter 1, Delivery. The night was cold and dark, with the sounds of rain and thunder clashing in the sky fighting for who would rule the clouds. Even though the rain saddens the starry night, the local pub was lively and bursting with the songs of fiddles, accompanied by the singing of drunken men who were left with no place to go. As they cheered and danced, they were oblivious of the yelps of a woman desperately calling for help. In the rickety, filthy homes echoed with the scurrying of rats. I walked down the dark, long halls, which seemed to grow ever longer with each step, winding and twisting into the abyss, ready to swallow me whole. Mama? I called, hearing the screams of my mother contained in a dimly lit room. The cracked open door reveals a shadowed figure. It was beating my mother with a bottle of whiskey. Please, stop. My mother cried out. Peeking through the door, I saw the image of my mother crouching on the floor, barely having the will to look up, her face covered in blood and bruises. The assaulter raises the bottle of whiskey and and breaks the bottle on her face, causing her to collapse onto the floor, weeping for what may be her last seconds of life. For a moment, she turned her glance towards me, and with that, she turned back to the assaulter. Using her remaining strength, 
She lifted her head off the floor with the hope of her now bruised arms. With a visible pain, she mutters to them, He will never find it so long as I live. The man just stood there, looking as if he had no remorse for what he had done to the stranger of a woman. Then, with a failed attempt to take a sip from the already broken whiskey bottle, his drunken voice mutters, Well, miss, it's a good thing the boss doesn't eat your life, then. Hey. At that final word, he raises a rifle from his left arm, pulling the trigger. The echoes of the gunshot ring in my ears as they slowly morph into the ringing of a grandfather clock. Opening my eyes, I see the old creaking roof with drops of water hitting my face. Once I wiped my face with my hands, I sat up in my bed, dazed by what happened. After a minute of staring at the plain, peeled walls, I realized that it was nothing more but a distant memory. Yeah, a distant memory. Hugo. A voice called out to me as I turned my head to face my one and only friend, Gilbert Wilson. I'm reminded of the life I live. Sitting in my bed, I recalled a dream of the night before. Coward. I could have helped her. I could have done something to help my mother, but I froze. My fist clenched over my covers, threatening to pierce my skin. Hugo, are you alright? Gilbert was now by my bed, giving me a look of concern as I realized that my cheeks are wet. Quickly, I wiped my arms over my face, wiping away the tears and hiding them behind a mask. Gilbert! What brings you by my gracious, humble abode, I ask. Getting out of bed and changing out of my nightly attire, I get ready for what the day has to bring, or what I can give the lonely orphan. Oh, right, uh, Hugo, Mistress Sarah wishes for us to set up the tables for breakfast. Gilbert stiffens like a soldier giving a report to the commander. After getting ready, I walked up next to Gilbert inside. Then let's get started. Walking towards the dining hall, I turned my gaze to my ragged coat and peered at the hidden book. Good. It's still there. I whispered, assuring that only a fly could hear my voice. Have you come up with any new gizmos, Hugo? Gilbert asked. Catching me off guard, he reaches for my coat pocket, flailing his arms about mimicking a cat trying to catch a bird. Gilbert! Get off, I shout, causing an echo to travel down the hallway. Gilbert, in shock, backs away, accepting the fee as he doesn't try another attempt. Odd, Gilbert usually is harder than this to defeat when it comes to my invention journal. Reaching for my pocket to check that nothing's damaged, I'm stunned to find that it's empty. In a silent panic, I started looking at the stony ground beneath us. Where did it go? Did I drop it? When searching for my journal, a realization hit me. Why did Gilbert give up so easily? This daunting breakthrough urges me to look up. 
than there was. Gilbert had snatched my journal after all, in his little attempt to look at my invention. In anger, I started charging at Gilbert, and not even a second of running, Gilbert turns to see me in the middle of the hall, and his joyous smile turned into one of fright. Oh no! Gilbert said, and in a blink of an eye, he too started to charge down the now crowded halls. The sounds of the orphanage bell rattled the old building to its wooden bones. As Gilbert and I sprinted down the halls, children started to walk out of their rooms with droopy eyes and gasping yawns, ready to get their first meal of the day. The pigs in the slaughterhouse would deem a meal. <laughs> Perfect! I chuckled. This was excellent, as it gave me the perfect chance to catch up. As the halls filled like every day at exactly ten o'clock, the main halls would always be bustling with hungry children, pushing and shoving to get to the dining hall. Yet no one thought of using the back halls that led through the courtyard in the middle of the orphanage. I discovered this when I was a younger lad. Experimenting with which hall led to the dining hall the quickest. Mapping out my route, I made a sharp turn in the upcoming hall, dodging and racing around the pillars that wrap around the courtyard. Something was off. Usually in the morning, these halls are barren, but a whisper could be heard echoing in these once barren halls. The mistresses at the orphanage tried to teach us that we shouldn't stick our noses in things that don't concern us. But when your mind is always questioning and wondering how things tick, well, let's just say that my curiosity got the best of me. Creeping down the halls, tracking where the whispers might be coming from. I find a passageway that is unfamiliar to me, as I walk towards the giant wooden door embedded with metalwork, that was unbeknownst to my eyes until today. So when shall the next delivery be, Miss Jacqueline? A voice said from behind me. Without a second thought, I bolted for the nearest corner, but I only hid far enough away to hear what was to be said. One or two days from now," said Miss Jacqueline. "The delivery shall sustain this wretched place." The mistress walked up to the skillfully crafted door, dragging her plain blue dress along the stony floor, as she grazed the wooden door with her fingers. Soon we'll be sending off some more miscreants to that filthy dump, and I get. To live like a maiden in the countryside," she said enthusiastically, spinning around as she walked away from which she came. I got a glimpse of a crooked grin, stretching across her wrinkled skin. Once the mistress left, I took the chance to make my way back to the dining hall, stunned by the actions that had transpired. My mind filled with thoughts that never crossed it before. What was to be delivered? Why was the headmistress there? Who is getting the deliveries? 
Coral's nose. Whilst lost in my thoughts, I was oblivious to the calling of my name. Standing in the entrance of the dining hall doorway was Gilbert, joyfully hopping about like a child on Christmas morning. I win! I finally win! Gilbert shouted, filling the halls with his gleeful laugh. You two, quit messing around and set up the tables. We have mouths to feed, ordered one of the mistress. Without bickering, Gilbert and I get to work setting up the tables. While putting down the utensils, I turn my gaze to the children in the doorway, waiting for their first meals of the day. After a few seconds of watching them talk and play as they wait, I realize that not all are here. Where have they gone? My mind wanders. Deep in thought, I think of something that makes my heart sink. Can they really do that to poor children? After some time getting lost in my thoughts, I'm pulled back to reality when Gilbert asked me what inclusions we might learn in math today. Huh? I reply, losing my choice of thought. Hugo, are, are you alright? Gilbert questions as he notices my weary demeanor. Yeah, I'm fine, I reply. But then I mutter something under my breath so that none can hear. I'm sure everything is fine. But that was the first chapter of Metal Plague. Now, I hope you all enjoyed, and I am glad to announce that we'll be uploading on a regular schedule of one episode every two weeks. Now, I know this might be a long wait, but I promise it's a lot better than a two-month wait for one episode. But I hope you all decide to join us on this heck of a roller coaster known as podcast, and I hope that you'll be able to enjoy the stories that we are going to be able to on here i just want to say thank you to all those wait and a huge shout out and thank you to my crew that helped me out with this story i'm desi and this is story time with desi bye